When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. and blown to bits with the Toxic Avenger. I'm working at the gym, Scott's saving the city, and Adam's living in the dump with our shitty powers combined. We can make the world's <laughs> shittiest superhero. So strap on your tutu, put on a cup to protect your balls, because it's horror movie night. I picked this movie. Much to, oh, much so to the much. insistence, like, both... I, I don't know how much Adam protested, but Scott was very protesting against picking a Toxic Avenger movie. Uh, or yeah. really any trauma yeah, I, film. I fought this tooth and nail. Uh, but I kept standing my ground that, like, I love all trauma movies, really. But at the end of the day, the the first, like, two or three trauma horror films before they really started to get into, like, the comic book wackiness that happened in, like, the early 90s um, is definitely the best trauma. Although that isn't to deter from... I think I think uh, Adam will back me up a little bit on this, where like if you've got the right group of people, fucking Tromeo and Juliet and Terror Firmer are great times. But Toxic Avenger is one of the few that like you can watch alone and enjoy, whereas a lot of the yeah. other ones are definitely like you need a community feeling to really enjoy. The it movie. takes the village to actually enjoy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and Toxie is probably the most accessible one. Like, uh, there's no. Popcorn birth or um, yeah, the birth. <laughs> yeah, there's no transvestite serial killer in this. It's just it's a pretty simple story. Um, well, I think it's because and... this one, this one, and the first class of Newcomb High were both made to actually be in theaters, so they had way more of like a mainstream push behind them. Whereas, like when they realized like these movies are never going to get into theaters, they just decided to go completely balls to the wall at that point. Or at least that's my theory. All right. Well, that's been horror movie night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Enough of this bullshit. Let's get into New Jersey talk here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a ton of Dukes running around in in Toxic Avenger. So many 
These so many fucking dukes, you're not gonna even believe it. These guys make Duke look like a fucking saint. <laughs> yeah. Let's have sex in the gym. Everyone in Tromaville is so evil, like unreasonably evil. Uh, so I want to get into real quick. I have like a really weird history with the Tusk Avenger, and I want to tell that story before we dive into this movie. And I think I've told, I know I've probably told Adam and Scott this story. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast. So as a kid, I loved the Tatsu Crusaders cartoon series. Uh, yeah. It, it was like my favorite cartoon series growing up. And I had an uncle who I may or may not have talked about on here who was pretty rich and collected a lot of really weird shit that as a child I didn't appreciate. And now as an adult, I'm like bummed that he doesn't live near me anymore because I'd love to just look at all this stuff. Where He had like these like two foot tall statues of all of the Cenobites from Hellraiser and like just like really dope stuff. He loved horror movies. So I would always like we would go to his house and my family would be swimming in his pool or hanging out drinking and I would just kind of roam around in his basement and like look at these statues and he would have like arcades and pinball machines down there that I'd play and stuff like that. So I'm looking at his VHS tapes. I'm like six and I see Toxie from the Toxic Crusaders staring at me from a VHS box. And I'm like, oh, man, they made a movie on my cartoon series? Like, I got so excited. So, like, I sat down, and I popped this thing into the VCR, and I just start watching. Oh, no. And, like, and like at first, I'm like, well, this is weird, but whatever. And, like, you know, I'm young enough where, like, the boobs mean nothing to me. So I'm just like, all right, and I'm just watching it. And then, like, he gets thrown into the vat of toxic waste, and that's, like, kind of gross. But I'm like, well, you know, I know he's a good guy, so okay. Like, and I'm just kind of, like, following through. And then you get to the first alley fight where he pops that guy's eyeballs out of his face with his fingers, and I just start crying. Like, crying. My mom found me, uh, I think she found me in the middle of the taco massacre scene with just a pillow (laughs) over my face crying. I was so afraid to look, and I'm just screaming, shut it off! I was afraid to, like, walk to the VCR to shut it off because I would see more of what was happening. Like, that movie... (laughs) fucked me up so bad and i it scarred me so bad that i did not actually watch this movie until like high school like i just was like no 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 and then in high school my friend had a copy of it and i borrowed it i'm like this is fucking amazing and i just started watching trauma <laughs> films like crazy from that point i remember something very similar from my from my childhood so um i watched the toxic crusaders cartoon as well and i had a couple of toys because those things were the shit. They were the best toys. Um, they're still the best toys from that era of toys. Well, they're, they're up there. They just reminded me <clears> – <throat> the reason that I liked them was because they reminded me of Ninja Turtles toys because there was a Garbage Man toy that the Ninja Turtles lines had that you he had a garbage pail on his back that you could put green goo in and it would squeeze out and come out of his chest and eyes and nose. And, you know, little boys love boogers and yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah, I, they, I was like, oh, more toys like that. I need to have them. So yeah. I mean, you know, but um, they were so much so more I, detailed. They used so much more like vivid oh, coloring in the Tots Crusaders yeah. ones than they did on the the turtles, which is why oh, I, yeah. I put them a step above. Like they really put like the the tender loving care that Troma uh, doesn't put into their movies. They one hundred percent put <laughs> into the marketing of those toys to children. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I'm sure that Troma wasn't marketing the toys. It was whoever they sold the rights to for Toxic Crusaders, the cartoon. Fair enough. Anyway, um, so I'd never seen the original Toxic Crusader, um, but 
I knew that it was a movie as well as the cartoons once I was like 10. And we were at uh, somebody else's house and they had cable. And I don't know why I wasn't playing with their daughter. Um, maybe she wasn't home or something like that. But like, you know, I, there was, they had a daughter that was about my age and we'd, you know, play outside, whatever, uh, whenever we went to their house. But she was doing something else or not there. And so I turned on their cable because I didn't grow up with cable. And so it was always like, oh, sweet. You know, I can go watch something that I can't see at home. Toxic Crusader 2 is on. And it's the it's the fight scene where he's just murdering people in awful, over-the-top splatter gore ways. And there's a hey, guy. you got to stop calling the movies Toxic Crusader. It's Toxic, oh, Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. Toxic Crusaders was the cartoon. Right, yes. Sorry, Toxic Avenger 2. There, I understand. I was just, I, I, I'm in my own little world right now. So, so I can see what myself sitting in, like, you know, two inches from the TV watching Toxic, Toxie, the Toxic Crusader. Toxic Avenger, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Toxie, uh, take the guy in the wheelchair and fold him like an accordion and, like, all this red jelly coming out of his mouth. And that fucked me up so bad. I was like, I was like Matt watching the taco fight scene in in the original Toxie. Uh, it was just so disturbing, and I had to turn well, it off. I have I have a very different story than you guys. <laughs> I went over to a friend's house. His name is Connor. And I fucking gotta say thank you to Connor because he introduced me to all this shit. Like very formative movie watching years. Like I would have never watched a lot of this shit had it not been for him. So I go over to his house. And he spent, and we're like in the seventh grade. This motherfucker has saved up all of his money to buy the four pack of the Toxic Adventure movies. <laughs> so he has all four. Like, what twelve year old kid does this? But just awesome, right? So, so he's bought the four pack, and we sit down in his living room, and he's telling me about. It. He's like, these are super gory, and there's all sorts of crazy shit in here. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, are you sure that we're, like, going to be allowed to watch this? Like, because his parents are, like, in the other room in, like, the kitchen and shit. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. We'll just, we'll have to skip over the parts with the titties, right? Because, like, I'm allowed to watch violent stuff. And, and did, you, did you throw something on the floor and say, then why the fuck did I come here? <laughs> <laughs> why would we even watch it? No, I'd never seen this movie. But, so, so we just got to skip over the titty parts. But we'll, we, we, like, I'm allowed to watch the violent stuff. So we're watching... Uh, the movie, and it gets to the scene where they run over the kid's head, which is just so clearly a, a watermelon. But it's right? such an <laughs> effective special effect, though, at the exact same time. Like, it is just a watermelon filled with, like, jello and food coloring, but, like, the editing yeah. is, of it just makes it work for some weird reason. Because they don't linger on it. <laughs> like... Right. Um, so we get to that scene, and we rewind it, and then we <laughs> rewind it again. And then we rewind it again, <laughs> and his parents, from, like, the kitchen, all they hear is the same scene over and over, just like, fuck yeah, run him over, fuck yeah, run him over, like, it just keeps happening over and over again, and they come in, and we're on, like, the seventh loop of watching this kid get his head run over, and his parents are like, what the shit, and fucking <laughs> shut it off, we're not allowed to watch it, so... Like, we're like, okay, you know what? If we're going to watch this stuff, we should probably watch it in the basement. So, like, a week later, I came back, and we finished the movie, and, like, 12-year-old me thought this was the funniest shit ever. Like, this was hilarious. So I, I loved it right from the get-go. And then, like, maybe a month later, we were watching shit like like uh, Cannibal Holocaust and shit like that. <laughs> it, just, it was the downward spiral right from there. 
Yeah, absolutely. We're like, wow, let's get let's get deeper. Let's go as fucked up as we can go. And then we rented uh, Necromantic Two and shit. Just fuck up. <laughs> so where girls watching Necromantic so Two? So this so this all built to your love of taxidermia, basically. That's what you're saying. Precisely, precisely. Um, and my obsession with uh, butane lighters in my penis. <laughs> so, so the thing is with this movie, and I, even for me picking it, I forgot that like as funny as this movie is. And like for as well made as it is for especially by trauma standards, there's oh, yeah. like there's actually a couple moments that are that are I don't know what the word is I want to say I want I don't want to say dramatic because that seems like it's like touching but there's like these moments in the movie that are awesome moments when when Toxie's like in the car with Bozo. And he's just like screaming at him, like, you know who I am? I'm Melvin. I'm Melvin. This is with like, it's like one of those moments where it's like you think of all of the other Toxic Avenger movies, where it's just like doop 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 doop. I'm the Toxic Avenger, like, and it's just like laid back. <laughs> but like, it's moments like that where you're kind of reminded, like, yeah, this kid's life's ruined. <laughs> like this, like he has every right to want to murder the ever loving shit out of these punks because they picked on him for literally nothing except that he looked weird. And threw him into a vat of toxic waste that is going to mutate him into this beast for all eternity. Like, yeah, but they honestly gave him so much better of a life. Oh yeah, he, he got yeah, laid. Yeah. He <laughs> muscles. He gets to have a hot blind girlfriend. Uh, I mean, yeah, I he know. lives in the dump now, but at least he's yeah. out of his mom's house. Yeah, right? it worked yeah, for it worked for tent guy. <laughs> if it works, if it's good enough for tent guy, it's good enough for Toxie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I want to set this as, like, the gold standard of, like, listen, if you're uh, – and, and I'm looking at you, fucking Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the <laughs> pervy, badly shot fucking garbage. Um, like, if your movie is not up to the same standard as Toxic Avenger 1, then just don't fucking make it. Just yeah. don't make it. If you're going to make a movie that Troma has already done way fucking better than you – then you really need to reevaluate whether that movie needs to be fucking made or not. Like, <laughs> well, and I love like I've read most of Lloyd's books, and like the whole reason that Tusk Adventure even exists is like such a like I, I feel like sometimes we forget how much of Troma's decisions are based on pure anarchy, and like <laughs> and like it literally like literally their whole decision. Was they because if you've ever seen the movies before Toxic Avenger, they just made like really bad Porky's style sex comedies. Like that oh. was like that was what they did prior to this movie. They made like a movie called Squeeze Play about an all women softball team, and like a movie called Your First Time and Waitress and stuff like that. But he talks about how like their movies were doing well, but they weren't making a ton of money, and like they they wanted to like have a big break. And basically there was like a, a New York Times article that just said horror is dead. And it was talking about how like there's been so many horror movies made that like none of them are successful anymore and that the, the it's just going to get completely depleted in the next year. And they were like, so no one's making horror movies? We should make a horror movie. <laughs> and like, that was their entire inspiration for making it. It was just to be like, all right, well, if no one else is going to make one, then we'll make one. And it clearly paid off because it was one of like the most financially successful films of that year, I think. And it was wow. one of the most rented VHS tapes of all time because they, when everyone else was like, no, VHS is going to ruin horror uh, or ruin ruin cinema because it will take away from the experience. They were like, fuck it, put it on VHS. 
So in the early days, you only had a couple selections like Ter- uh, Toxic Avenger or Ghoulies, as I explained in the Ghoulies 2 episode. Um, <laughs> but we should actually talk about the plot of this movie. Uh, so Should we, oh. though? I don't really feel like it's necessary. I don't... Like, I don't have to talk about the, the plot, but there are some really funny scenes and comments, like quotes, that that I, I want to talk about. Well, the first big thing, though, is did you guys catch the Marissa Tomei cameo? Okay, I did not. <laughs> I had I was looking on IMDb, and they're like, oh, Marissa Tomei. I was like, w- where? So She's got to be in the gym scene, right? She is yeah. the person who, when Toxie is in the gym, she comes around the corner wrapped in a towel and sees Toxie and starts screaming and runs away. That was her acting debut. And like, Good job, Marissa. Well, apparently they cut that scene because they're like, well, this scene's unnecessary. And then like Marissa Tomei became really famous and like bumped into Lloyd one time. I was like, I was in Toxic Avenger and you cut my scene. And he's like, well, we'll put it into the DVD then. And he like re-edited it back into the movie. And that's usually how I know it's hers because you feel that you literally see the quality of the film dip just a little bit because it's like... Going from the stuff that they kept clean and, and taken care of over the last couple of years to, like, the piece of film that was probably laying on the basement floor for the last decade. I just like the fact that they kept it. Yeah. They kept all their, their uh, like, cut scenes. He always talks about in a lot of his books the fact that he thinks that it's a travesty, like, how many classic films are lost from, yeah. like, the early era. So Troma's very big on, like, they keep everything that they shoot in case they need it because they want to make sure like I I will give them this credit over almost any other schlocky company when they make a DVD they pack that shit with as many special features as they can possibly load into that uh, DVD set so like that's a big thing of it too I also feel like Lloyd's like listen I spent $17 on that scene I'm not (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean they've used the same car crash scene in nine movies yes yeah 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 that's the one yeah absolutely that same fucking flipping explosion over and over and over again regardless of the color matches or anything at this point it's so good so good Uh, oh there you go Matt says it and I say it it's gotta be true yeah um so this the intro gym scene has let me let me count the ways of how amazing <laughs> it is. It's it's got synchronized spinning, you know, like there are people on uh, on bicycles uh, making synchronized hand gestures. An ambiguously gay set of grape smugglers uh, who show up later as gay hairdressers. So I guess I wasn't wrong. Uh, karate guy, the first of many, because everybody in Tromaville apparently knows karate. And uh, way too many smiles to have not involved, like, kilos of nose candy. It's just, like, there's so much coke that had to have been consumed in this in the making of this film. And also, these are the most attractive women I've ever seen in a trauma film. Because usually they are so, so unattractive. For the most part, I feel like Tromeo and Juliet has some pretty good-looking girls in it. And actually, well, Return to I've Newcom- never watched Tromeo and Juliet. Tromeo and Juliet is a blast. Return to Newcomb High that came out this year has, yeah. without a doubt, the hottest cast I've ever seen in a trauma movie. Like, wow. both both of the lead girls are gorgeous, and furthermore, are actually talented actresses. Man, you guys, I didn't want to watch more trauma, but you're talking me into it. <laughs> so, I, I forgot a couple things that happened in that intro scene. Boob grabbing, and more karate. Like, this movie just... Uh, so, I was really, really not looking forward to, to discussing this, and so I put off watching Toxic... Uh, Toxic Avenger, 
Uh, luckily, all of Choma's movies are on YouTube, so I didn't have to track it down in any way, shape, or form. And within the first two minutes, I'm like, totally on board. Because <laughs> I think the, I, I saw the original when I was maybe 15. I mean, it's been a long, long, long time, half my life ago or more. Um, but but then, like, Bozo is like, he's stressing me out! He, like, runs <laughs> off scene, and he's, he's still saying out as he runs off screen. And I'm like, I love the fact that it feels like trauma, but it's not crap yeah. like most of the trauma that I've watched in the last decade. Oh, so, dude, I mean, the, the actor who plays both of the the punks, Bozo and I, they're not punks, dude. They're they're bros. But you know, they're what I mean? more Duke than Suicide. But but like, you know, what I mean, like the 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 asshole gym rats that that are just like the <laughs> yeah. most horrible people ever. Those dudes are both like given so much in this movie uh for their performances like he is bozo particularly is fucking killing it <laughs> like when he's standing outside and the both of the girls have already been killed at this point he's just like she's stressing me out where's the car she's stressing me out like, <laughs> like, it's like, i mean they're overacting the hell oh, out of their parts but, but it's but, phenomenal um, like it's what it yeah, deserves I, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It, it works in its own way. Um, but the, the the they're smoking cigarettes in the weight room, and I'm just like, ah, oh, the '80s. What a special time. <laughs> they're you passing know, the like, joint as they're doing the exercises. But it's just, so it's supposed to be a joint. I understand that. It's a cigarette. Oh yeah, it's 100 like, a cigarette. That, that prop is just a fucking cigarette. Oh man. But then um, somebody uses the N word with a hard R. I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Which is also, that ranks two N-words with hard R's in two films that I've watched this weekend. Uh, and and uh, we'll get to that with the what did we watch. But it was very weird to hear the N-word twice without it being like the slang not offensive version uh, within the span of like 40 sl- hours. I would say the slang less offensive version. Uh, depends on well, who's saying it. If a white person says <laughs> yeah. it, yeah, you're not allowed to say it. But I mean, it's it's slang and unoffensive. If you're a person of color, you're allowed to say it. Uh, that's just that's. I'm not saying that with any sort of malice. I'm just saying I can't say that word. That's true. Um, who who says the n word? Is it the black um, armless dude or no, who is no, it? It's one of the. Um, oh, it's one of the girls when they're going down the girls. lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, she goes through a litany of just offensive. Well, actually, she just says the n word, and then she's like, "Oh, but Puerto Ricans are worth the most." And I'm like, "What are we watching, Maniac Cop?" <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that head explosion um, is is pretty solid. I did not know it was a watermelon full of jelly. Um, so thank you, or Jello, but thank you for for uh, explaining that one. Um, but then they're awful. They go out and they take Polaroids and they're like dancing around. And I'm like, nobody, nobody hears them like screeching like banshees and taking Polaroids. Okay, um, so then we skip to the part yeah. where. Wait, wait, wait. In what world can you drive around with big old symbols on the side of your Buick that say like wheelchair, okay. old person, little kid, and and nobody <laughs> suspects that you're the one doing this? Like <laughs> because nobody cares because all the cops just want to get the drug money um, that 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 they get from uh, extortion, I guess. Oh, um, true. Yeah, everybody in everybody in Traumaville sucks apparently, except for Toxie and um, the blonde girl, Sarah. Yeah, those are the only two good people in Traumaville. So we get to right to the transformation part where um, the one bitchy blonde girl is like, 
Uh, she makes him put on that getup, and he's like, but this is sissy stuff. And I'm just like, man, I can't wait till Melvin transforms into the Toxic Avenger because he's really annoying. Um, but that guy's teeth are just every scene. It's just like, if, if I could, if I could like turn this movie black and white and look at the contrast, it would be teeth. <laughs> uh, but but at least they're upfront about the coke that this film um, was fueled by because those two guys driving the the toxic waste are are like they, their whole faces are covered <laughs> in cocaine um, when they're sitting doing blow. And then yeah, by the time that Melvin falls in the truck, it looks like they're wearing like kiss makeup. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and, and and this and I actually have a note like this is definitely the highest budget trauma flick um, because of the transformation being pretty sweet. Like his his skin's bubbling, and then the cops' hands light on fire, and then they have somebody in an entire fire suit running down the street. Um, that is then, that that is so awesome. That is a fucking amazing scene, and it's really cinematic. And I love the fact that he lights on fire, and then he dips around the corner, so you never really see him go out. They don't do the like you know cutaway thing. Um, yeah, that was really good. And and it's like all slow motion, and the music's all rising up. Top notch, top notch, Troma. You blew your you blew your load, but it was really good. Really it's worth it. Uh, and then he like goes home, and then there's a second transformation scene, which is really cool because in the grand scheme of like transformations, you don't really get like a two part transformation scene. If somebody's just turning into a monster, usually it's either like broken up, like in the fly, you know, it's broken up because he loses pieces at a time or whatever, you know. But it's it was cool because it just felt like bookended. It was cool. Um, and then his first fight with cigar face. I mean, really. I mean, it, now I'm going to find out why they call you Cigar Face? Okay. But that, that first fight is really slapstick mixed with a ton of gore, and I wasn't loving it. But You didn't like actually... him speed bagging that dude's nuts while he was <laughs> stuck in the garbage can? Actually, I loved that part. I didn't <laughs> love him speed bagging his face. Like, I was yeah. okay with the nuts. <laughs> well, like, so my favorite part about watching this movie with anybody, because I've shown this movie to a ton of people at this point, is I can tell you the exact moment when they suddenly realize what the movie is and are, like, absolutely in love with it. And it's at the very end of that scene when Toxie speaks for the first time. And they hear that over-the-top, like, super macho voice. Like, yeah. they that's when they're just like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> like after all of, like, the growls and grunts, and then he just bends down and it's like, hello, I'm sorry, I hope you're okay. Like, you're like what the fuck is this? And kudos for them, really. I'm not sure if you ever saw the trailer for Toxic Avenger, but if you watch the trailers that were in theaters, because it was like a grindhouse movie that was in theaters, it's all about, like, his face is so horrible, we cannot show it in this trailer. And, like, they really played that up and, like, kept the movie going, like, a good 45 minutes before you I was actually about to say, see his face. 40 minutes before you see his face, yeah. And it's like, that's, you know, kudos. And it looks... It looks better than any other time that they've done Toxie's face since. Like, <laughs> it looks like real prosthetic makeup, and by the time we get to like Citizen Toxie, it's just a mask. They yeah. just pull a mask over him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that the guy who was wearing the mask in because I've seen clips of Citizen Toxie. I know, and it looks like a Halloween mask, and the guy can't see out of it. <laughs> um. So, so do you know who plays the Toxic Avenger in this movie? By the way. I'm trusting IMDb here because it has not changed in 10 years. The actor who played Toxie has one other movie credit, and it's in Clerks. And what? He's, 
He's the dude leaning against the wall when he yells, try not to suck any dick on the way to the parking lot, and he, like, starts following the girl. Is apparently hey, the you, actor. Yeah, is apparently the actor that. And that's also based in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Holy tomato! Which also I think is based in New Jersey. So so uh, then you get the taco scene, taco fight scene, which is pretty much classic, I guess. Um, yeah, you want to talk about people knowing karate? People are doing like everybody. fucking crazy flips and shit, man. Yeah. Oh, but but also, um, so let's just gloss over the black dude who gets his arm ripped off as he's about to rape um sarah he's like um i think this bitch is blind i've always wanted a cornhole one or something like oh it's, it's bad like i cringe real hard because i understand he's supposed to be a bad guy but it's still a little much um but then they kill the fucking dog uh and then there are katanas on the wall at a taco place so I mean, it's it's a real roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> so <laughs> that that dog scene is the scene that they have received more complaints about than any other scene of their uh, any of their movies. They said they shouldn't have killed that dog. It should have lived. Oh, what are you I talking about? It. They cut back to the dog and it's clearly breathing. Like, <laughs> but he's also got like tuna fish or like <laughs> pulled chicken pieces cooked pulled chicken on his side it's still fucked up the one like, act the the one actor quit the movie after he had to point the gun at the baby like he was like i can't do this i'm done the guy who was dressed up um with the the half face makeup yeah wow yeah that was that like, was where he put his foot down oh wow it, not not that you get a sunday shoved in your face and then <laughs> killed by a a Sunday machine, but rather the pointing the dog, I pointing the gun at a dog. Side note, I love the joke after all this happens where it cuts to the cops investigating the scene and they're all just crushing tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There's, like, um, some subtle humor in this movie that is, like, top fucking notch. And then there's some unsubtle humor in this movie that is also top fucking notch. But <laughs> well, I, I have a... I have a question. Why is there a pizza oven at a taco restaurant? <laughs> well, Mexican are you pizza. Really confused about that over the katanas. You've never had a taco <laughs> pizza. <laughs> They've got everything, dude. Holy, dude! No, no, no! I got it. Mexican pizza. Yeah, that's what I just said. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Adam and I were riffing, and we didn't hear you. The high point of the movie for me is definitely when Sarah is trying to give Toxie a, uh, a palm reading, and instead gives him a blind girl hand jibber. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much, the number one reason to become Toxic Avenger is to get one of those. How great I, is I this shitty their... '80s soundtrack during their like oh. love montage too? Their, their romantic montage was actually my next, uh, my next <laughs> note. Um, oh, it's so is good. This it's love? Love. <laughs> <laughs> the music. There is so much music in this film. Almost every scene has music behind it, and it's all just classic. 80s trash it's so good it's almost a robicide level of like good bad 80s music um but then then um so i think it's actually t like chronologically before their romantic interlude like their montage um you get the other bitchy chick masturbating to car crash polaroids in the sauna like if you didn't think that she was a piece of shit before i mean that's just twisted that girl has the craziest tan lines too <laughs> that's all that's all i have to say about that I don't know. uh doesn't he call her hot ass 
Like it was that somebody yeah. go back to the eighties and check and see if that really was something that you would call someone. Yeah. Well, he calls her hot ass because then he dumps her on the stones and burns the I, shit out of her butt. I know, but it was supposed to be like tongue in cheek because hot ass would be something you call a woman with a great. Hey, oh, butt. I'm going to call you hot ass as if it's a euphemism and then put you on the uh, the stone. Yeah, no, I, I doubt it. Okay, well, um, sugar tits though still in style at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, you know, I take it back about the Toxy or the blind chick hand jibber. Um, the other best part of this movie is when Toxy uh, has a ring of six bad guys, Cigar Face and company, um, all pointing their guns at him. This cannot go poorly for all the people that are standing in a circle that are going to try and execute him. Um, uh, uh, the, you know, like everybody shooting him all at once. Nobody's going to miss. Uh, and then he mag- he has like um, uh, Lipitor building in a single bound powers, and they all kill each other. And then he just like middle finger and just like kind of laughs and like gives him a um, uh, like machine gun middle finger. You know what I'm talking about? He's like, boom, boom. <laughs> I um, love it. Uh, I'll tell you though, my favorite scene the the scene that I include in every year's horror montage is that fucking dropping the weight on that dude's face. In the middle of the gym, is yeah, that, so that good. Number two. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I just like I the, want, the wanna, tension of oh, cutting back and forth between the dude screaming and the weight until it drops. It's like some top-notch well, editing. Die. Oh yeah, it's so good. I hated that they had to throw in the like the pants shitting sound with that though. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I think probably one of my favorite parts of this movie is the whole montage with the spinning newspapers, right? And, yeah, that's pretty and nice. I've got it loaded up in front of me here, so I'm going to give you a play-by-play, because this is some really fucking weird shit that's going on here, okay? Okay, so Toxie just saved the prostitute from the six dudes in the ring or whatever, right? Um, And they all died, and she put her back in the limo. Newspaper spins, cuts to Toxie's in a field, he's wearing a coat, a hat, and glasses, (laughs) turns around, (laughs) runs at the camera, he's just like, (laughs) pulling it all off, he shakes his glasses off, and that's it. I don't know why that. Cut to the little kids in the road, right? Little kids playing on the road. There's Bozo. They're uh, talking about it. They're about to hit them. Uh, okay, here he comes. Toxie comes in, grabs the little kids, pulls them to the side of the road. Okay, Bozo misses them. That's cool. I, I, that that part makes sense, I guess. That's fine. Whatever. Newspaper spins. Okay, now Toxie's just screaming at a bridge. He's just in a dump yelling at a bridge. He's looking up and he's just going, ah! Ah, at a bridge. <laughs> Why? What are you doing? Okay, it's, this movie he's is helping. so existential. <laughs> he's he's gonna help the old lady across the street now, who is just slow as dirt. Oh, he's stopping cars. Oh, somebody can't get uh, a a container of uh, he like they can't get a jar open, so he like taps on her jar like her shoulder through the window. He's like, there you go, ma'am. Opens well, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's a jar of popcorn kernels, but because he's toxic waste, they turn into actual popcorn that is continually popping because of his heat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then and then Toxie just hands a woman a baby back. Um, I don't know where the baby came from or how he saved it, but he's just holding the baby. He's like, here you go. And hands it to somebody. <laughs> She's like, who the fuck's baby is this? <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I love this whole section. Just this whole thing is just great. And then the gay hairdressers and stuff again, yeah. I want... Has anybody ever owned one of those uh, We Heart the Monster Hero shirts? I, I own one, yes. 
What? Nice. Yeah. They make those? They sell yeah, them on Troma.com, yeah. <laughs> that is the fastest I've ever heard Scott. The the only time I've heard Scott type faster is in that episode of the Rowans when he realized he missed the full frontal nudity scene. <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, that time I was checking to see IMDb, I wasn't Bing searching, all right? Uh, hey, do you guys remember the part in Toxie? It's a montage again, where he's just having a great time. He's living the high life, and he's he does up his garbage apartment or whatever, the dump place, with the blind girlfriend and stuff. Um, it cuts to uh, Toxie has a... Um, Oh, uh, uh, like pylon, uh, a pylon on his oh, head. On his head, yeah. yeah. And he's like, and he, oh, and he takes it off, and he like tips it at her, and she like, ah, laughs. <laughs> and I'm like, you're fucking blind. You have no idea what you're doing right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe oh, he made a God. funny, maybe he just made a funny noise while he did it. <laughs> like you don't know, he could have, he could have, he could have tipped that and was like, da, 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 when he did it. And she's like, oh, you made a funny noise. Like, Why is he a South Park character? <laughs> Do you think that fifty percent of what she laughs at is him making fart jokes? <laughs> because like yeah. Toxie's not smart. And and it'd be hard to do physical comedy in front of a woman that can't see it. So you just be like, well, I gotta make her laugh, better fart. You can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know what to say to it. I've been uh, watching it on mute this whole time, if, so I'm, I'm kind of going out. I, like, I, I need to like so save. I need to save all of the shit that I cut. And like when we get to episode 100, where we have to do another best of for the year, just do a montage of all of the times that Scott told a joke. There was silence, and he goes, "You can cut that." <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like there, it would just be a montage of montages that we've talked about doing because there's at least two other montage ideas that we that we've thrown around. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not at a point where I can remember them because I'm I'm pretty burnt out after listening to you guys. Uh, um, Tell me jokes that I can't laugh at All in right. the last three hours. So, so we should really get to what did we watch this week because we've been talking about this movie for 45 fucking minutes. Um, <laughs> that's basically – that's like walking through the entire uh, <laughs> storyline. Uh, all right. So I'll – Wait, wait, wait. I had one more thing and then we can move on. Um, right. Do you remember the scene at the end Adam, I when... just watched this morning. Of course I remember the scene. <laughs> Okay, You're so watching it all, as the, we all speak. the tanks and everything and the army, they're outside of Coxie's tent, right? And they're all pointing guns at it. <laughs> well, a lot, of, a lot of the people in the crowd have, like, rifles as well, right? And they're all pointing towards the tent. But you can see uh, at least three or four people are just pointing that rifle at the back of the head of whoever is standing in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> just completely blow the head off the first person in front of them if they did do anything here. But last comment: um, two cops that see Toxie and Sarah, and he's like, "Oh, she's in a bikini." Uh, bunch of mosquitoes biting my fucking asshole. <laughs> you can cut Delight. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. 
all in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. All right, so so I watched. I got three more movies for what I watched this week uh, to complete complete the look, man. We didn't record for like three weeks. The one I actually am barely going to talk about because I really don't remember much about it because I watched it three weeks ago. But I watched some movie from Troma called Mad Cow that I literally just bought because of the cover of the DVD uh, when I was at San Diego Comic Con, and it is a woman wearing like low cut pants and a tank top covered in blood, and then this jacked beast standing behind her with a cow head and a chainsaw in his hand. And it's holding the chainsaw, like, yeah. the wrong way! <laughs> yeah, and the tagline is, part man, part cow, utterly crazy. <laughs> um, so... Boo, boo, trauma, boo. Uh, also, you're missing the part where he's wearing a pair of tidy whiteies. Yeah, so, the, yeah, so... This is the entire plot description on the back of the movie. They cut, or they slaughtered his family, cut off his head, attached it to a human body, and now it, he, her wants revenge. <laughs> yeah, this movie's really wow, bad. This is awful. Yeah, I'm looking at images on on Google. Yeah, and it, it is bad. It's real bad. Uh, so that's why I don't have much to say about it. Uh, I've I've learned that most of the time, if it's not directed by Lloyd Kaufman, it's probably not worth your time. Uh, but whenever I see the people at the trauma booth, I'm friendly enough with them that they give me a discount. So I always just grab some piece of garbage to throw into my collection. Um, I also watched uh, Friday the 13th Part 6 uh, when I was talking about Molly and I binging movies. That was one she made me watch uh, Saw because she was shocked that I hated Saw. I made her watch a Friday the 13th movie because she hates Friday the 13th movies. And I was like, look, I can't convince you to like Friday the 13th movies, but I can convince you to like part six because it's super self-aware and really fun. Yeah. And she did. She loved it. Part six is like the hands down, not even a debate, the best Friday the 13th movie. Uh, so I always take a second to remind listeners that they should check out Friday the 13th part six. Um, and finally, Arrow Pictures uh, just released a really really fucking good documentary that I highly recommend to everybody called Ray Harryhausen Special Effects Titan. And it literally just works through his entire career and showing you how he did the special effects for like all of these amazing movies uh, that I grew up on because of my dad. Uh, you know, I, I to this day think that claymation is the coolest type of special effect. Um, Especially for what he made, which was, you know, fantasy films. So, like, it, it just works. I don't know why, but I, I feel like these claymation skeletons and cyclops and, and krakens and stuff like that just look so much cooler than a CGI creature in those movies. And, you know, look no further than the original Clash of the Titans versus the, the remake of Clash of the Titans. And it's like, the the charm of what made that movie work was... You know the 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 claymation scorpions and Kraken and and Medusa and stuff. Uh, so it's really cool just seeing the whole process of like how many hours this guy put into every one of these movies to to make them work, and you know how with like very amateur special effects at that time, filming people fighting claymation creatures and stuff. It's very very cool. Uh, so definitely worth checking out, especially if you loved movies like Jason and the Argonauts and the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad and stuff like I did as a kid. 
right, I'll go next. Yeah, sure. Um, I have um, a movie, a scene, and a song. <laughs> it <laughs> so sounds Megan like an album I title. Watch Pop Star. Um, never stop, never stopping. It I liked was, it. Um, it was it was worth watching. Um, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. Uh, it was basically just a full length Lonely Island video, which is fine. I mean, there were some funny songs like um, "Fuck Bin Laden" or "Fuck Like Bin Laden" or whatever it is. Um, actually, pretty catchy. Um, I, I then <laughs> so watch that uh, Friday night, <clears throat> and um, then <laughs> Saturday morning I wake up and um, I'm like clean the kitchen or something. Megan's still asleep and I'm like, eh, wants me to fuck her like she fuck me la. Like, I'm like, <laughs> clean the kitchen, like whistling the song. Uh, I'm like, man, this is just a really offensive song. Uh, but that is the, um, the, the movie, the other movie that within the last 48 hours or so, I've heard the hard R N word. Um, and we're both, Megan and I had the exact same, cause uh, it's, it's Maya Rudolph. Uh, she says it to whatever the black dude in, in um, Connor for reals posse. Uh, and, and Megan and I were just like, whoa. And everybody else was like, whoa. And somebody in the background was like, yeah, the hard R. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's funny, but not – I feel like it could have been better. I think that the best part was Justin Timberlake um, just because it's funny that he tags along with them. I just – Every time he's involved with Lonely Island shit, it's just funny to me. Um, and then the 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 scene that I watched, I <laughs> Megan and I were laying in bed one weeknight recently, and I was like, for some reason, I got started thinking about aerobicide, um, also known as killer workout. Uh, and I'm like, I just really want to watch the workout scenes. Um, I wonder if there's a supercut of all the workout scenes from aerobicide and i look it up on youtube there is one and i'm like megan 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 don't go to sleep yet and so we we watched like a five minute super cut of all the of all the um the the the, the mashed up scenes from aerobicide and she's like scott why do you do this to me <laughs> i was gonna say the the day that you get divorced we'll be able to do a super cut of all the reasons why that occurred <laughs> Here's the thing: is that I we talk about all the dumb shit that I do to 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 Megan, but we don't talk about all the sweet stuff I do. I mean, we're really it, it's very 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 uh, one sided. Like I'm a good husband, all right. So no, no, no. I I know that you are a very sweet, loving person. You just do some really funny, fucked up shit that I like making fun of. <laughs> I, I want to do a little self promotion here. Uh, I, uh, back in May, um, I was talking up my console crash full length album that I did. Uh, it's my instrumental uh, metal record that's all Nintendo uh, music. And I don't know if you guys remember, but they did a Toxic Crusaders Nintendo game too. Yeah. You guys remember that? Did you ever play it? I owned no. it and I could not get it to work on my it NES. Was- yeah, it, w- it was it was pretty janky. Um, but yeah, it, it was. Uh, I, I I think I played it like emulator style, but never never like when I was a kid because that was way too obscure to find at my local GameStop, Game Store, whatever. Um, so some of the music is actually really great, and I used it in in uh, my console crash album. And um, I believe that the song that has it is called um, "Above the Purple Canopy." Uh, I might. 
might 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 post it in the the uh, discussion when we eventually get to this one. But um, I'll have to go back to my notes because I, I actually don't remember what song name it is. But um, it's got great music. The soundtrack is pretty fun. Um, that was pretty much the best part of that game is the soundtrack, actually. Which that's my personal opinion. But yeah, that's me. All right, Scott. Adam, what did you watch? RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars <laughs> Season 2. <laughs> have you been? Have you watched it? Are you up to date, Scott? Um, well, I, I think we've only watched two episodes. Isn't it two episodes in? Yeah, it's just the two, yeah. Yeah, um, you tell me what you think. I think Adore Delano is an idiot. I uh, agree. Um, I think Michelle Vachaz is a bitch. I, I agree. And I think that this feels like probably the most like heavily kind of scripted and produced season that they've ever done it oh, feels thank goodness i'm i'm on the i'm in the same boat man because like i've been watching it with megan and megan's all about it and um because she i mean she loves she loves everything that they do but um i was just like this feels really scripted because everybody knows in the back of their brains that reality tv has a script but um it was very ham-fisted especially with adore like coming on and then michelle who's her fucking mentor like they work together all the time, and then they shoehorn in Michelle making fun of her weight because um, Adore is much bigger than she was when I last saw her. And that's fine. Do whatever the hell you want. But, like, don't make it this weird dynamic where you make Michelle a, vil- a villain and um, and then have Adore leave for no reason because everybody's saying, like, well, that would be stupid. And they only have, like, nine queens on there. I mean, it, they severely hindered the show. Like, they're going to have to find some way to make it a full season. Well, um, I I tell you what, I already have a theory as to what's going to happen. You know how after, back. well, you know how after every girl gets booted out, that like video message comes on from Rue, and it's like, don't worry, you're going to have your chance at revenge. And they're like, does that mean I I get to stay, or like, what does that mean? What I think is going to happen is that they're all going to come back Survivor style, and they're going to when it's down to the last two, they're going to be the ones that vote for the winner. So. <sighs> We're going to get an extra episode for that. But again, that harkens back to, like, this feels so fucking ham-fisted and forced. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like what they're doing. The fun, it, it really does take the fun out of it. But, uh, but the thing I think that bothers, bothers me more than the, the fact that the script is very obvious this time around is that um, whoever they have doing either the editing or the cinematography or the, you know, like the camera work, they're doing a lot of cuts, like a lot more cuts to it. It feels really manic and, and it, it's hard to watch for me like i don't remember that from past seasons yeah at this point by the time this episode is released there's probably been two or three more episodes that uh that we're not talking about here um i don't know i mean i don't have a choice but to watch it the girlfriend fucking <laughs> like puts a gun to my head and makes me watch it so oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to watch all of it too don't worry yeah, so uh, we'll we'll come back to this, but as of as of thus far, I, I don't know. It just it doesn't it doesn't feel the same. It feels weird, which I guess is kind of to be expected with like an all star season. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, that's it for me. You know how you guys zone out when I talk about wrestling? Oh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't blame you in the least. <laughs> don't blame me. 
that was Toxic Adventure from 1984. Uh, thank you guys for listening. It was picked by myself. I think we said that in the beginning. Um, you guys can also pick movies by contacting us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at hmnpodcast. You can find us on Facebook. We'll let you be part of the group. We keep it private to keep out the people trying to sell sunglasses and shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can also call us at Four oh five four six six seven six three two. We love hearing from you guys. Rate and review us on SoundCloud and iTunes, and you know, throw those comments on SoundCloud. Those always look kind of cool, seeing that people are actually commenting on our shit. Someone wrote Matoons on uh, <laughs> as a comment on the Ghoulies Two episode that Ghoulies made me two. smile. Uh, so thank you guys. We'll be back next week with another episode. Like I said, like the intro for for part four, he is like he's just going through the whole plot of it, where he's just like, you know, it, it was he fell into a vat of toxic waste and turned into the Toxic Avenger, New Jersey's <laughs> first superhero. Then there were two rotten sequels. We don't need to talk about that. Welcome to Citizen Toxie Four, the real sequel, Excelsior. Like it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's a good that's it, so good and then he pops oh, up at the second half of it too where he's just like and that's how Toxie saved the world <laughs> like it's like so, that Toxic Avenger 4 has probably the most absurd cameos in like Toxie history hi friends the world got you down don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.